0: you're like, what's authentic to me? And I think that that's where most people really struggle and fail is because we're not being authentic to what we're good at and what we like.
1: Hey everyone, you're listening to the 2M Creative Labs podcast. On this episode, we talked to Shayna Robinson, image consultant, branding expert, and CEO of The Branding Boutique. This episode is full of practical advice and insights for creatives who want to run a successful business. We talk about handling pricing for your brand and services dealing with clients that argue your value and how to scale and position your business for growth Hands down, the best episode we've had by far. If you found something valuable from this episode, let us know what words really spoke to you and send us a DM on Instagram. Enjoy the episode.
2: Um, okay, so are we on? They're we on. are on. Okay, cool. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm Serena. Juan is here today. Hello. And this is our guest. Maybe you can introduce yourself.
0: Hi, I'm Shayna Robinson, image consultant, branding expert, and the CEO of The Branding Boutique.
2: Wonderful. Okay. So, I have a list of questions for you. Can't wait. <laughs> so, how did you start in this?
0: Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I'm going to give you the Coles Notes version. But I started out as a life coach back when I was 24. So, that's about six years ago. Um, soon to be seven, which is crazy. Um, and then from coaching, you know, I really realized, my clients actually told me that I was really good at helping them build their confidence. When I was first started coaching, I didn't know, you know, what results I could get my clients, or what that would look like, But confidence kept being the thread. Um I then went on to coach other coaches in how I started my business. so kind of stepped into that business coaching realm a little bit. From there, I um, got connected with Eric Thomas, one of the top speakers in the world, and, um, decided to take his speaker program so in doing that I met my mentor Chris Daniel who has now passed on but he was really instrumental I'll never forget doing my talk in front of E and his whole team after I came off, Chris was like, look, I'm I'm turning 40 this year. I really want to change up my brand. You know, can you style me? And I was like, I don't do that. And he was like, yes you do, like you're always on point. And I was like, fine, send me some pictures <laughs> of some things you like and um, I'll put some looks together for you. So I did that and um, it was really interesting because I put it together and I was like, okay, if it's not in your closet, get rid of it. So he was like, fine. And then I did his debrief and I was like, look, you're like a big chocolatey man. You work with women all day. Give us something to look at. Tighten up your clothes, tighten up the frame.
1: (laughs) And he was like,
0: okay. And people started to take notice. And then that year I gifted him with a new logo for his business because I was like, you're working with some of the like top of the top. He's done stuff with Rock Nation. He was actually in discussion to do some consulting for the Raptors the year before they won Um, um, so he's definitely worked with some great people. And I was like, your brand is not reflecting how brilliant you are. So I gifted him a new logo. And that kind of started that we didn't get the opportunity to finish his brand because he did pass on. But um, it was one of those really cool moments where I found image consulting because I was like, I don't want to be a stylist. When I looked at that that wasn't appealing to me, but image consulting, dealing with, you know, your appearance, your behavior, communication, your digital footprint really allowed me to do everything that I wanted to. And, um, we've been running with that for the past two years. So it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> very cool. Yeah.
2: So are you a graphic designer
0: then? If you No, that? I'm a creative director. That's very cool. Yeah. So I am amazing at scouting talent. I'm really, I have a really sharp eye for what I want to see. We specialize in high end, elegant editorial branding that's timeless. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and so I've been super blessed over the years to just have been able to work with a lot of different great, talented people. And um, so last year, actually in December, was the first time that I worked with one of my dream photographers out of Toronto. I had been like, Literally stalking her for like a year and a half and then just reached out and said "Um, I have a couple clients that would love to do a shoot and me too. And uh, we made it happen and that was kind of the birthing of the boutique as an agency. So we did that shoot in Miami and it was fantastic. And then we had a client who we worked with in Atlanta um, who actually like consults for Target. They hire her to come in and It was the same thing like she's so brilliant we did her shoot now you have great images and then i looked at her brand and i was like why is this hot pink and black like what are we what are we doing here this is not working for me so then we went on to you know finish her whole branding and um it was really interesting because you just saw this whole shift so through that process i brought on photographers copywriters um, designers We have some videographers that we work with as well, but we've really been able to hone in on a great core team um, in these past couple months. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Yeah. And I just am the visionary. I'm really good at meeting the person and seeing them, not where you're at, but where you're going. And I build your brand for who the the woman you're becoming, not for the woman you are. Yeah. So how do you determine that? What's the thought process? Oh my goodness. I, I think it... How do I explain this? (laughs) (laughs) I think, so for example, okay, we have a client right now. She is, when she first met with us, she has a bookkeeping business, but she really is a chief financial officer, right? So we could do a little bookkeeping business that would be really cute, but she is a powerhouse, So when I met with her, I was like, the pictures that you're showing me show no personality. She's a tough cookie, but has a lot of love, but she's very black and white about what we need to do. Of course, she deals with numbers, right? (laughs) But I wanted her to feel like that boss, and we wanted to build a brand that would be able to expand with her. She wants to bring on teams, she wants to bring on other professionals, and wants to kind of be working with those high presidential clients, not necessarily the solopreneur. Right. So with all of that being said, the thought process was, I want you to be overseeing things. So we changed her business name. To Watkins and Associates instead of professional bookkeepers, and um, the whole image and vibe is really strong. It's deep, deep navy with like a crimson red, a like Ooh, a pop nice. of a light pink in there. And her imagery, uh, when we do her brand shoot, we want that very like city feel. So kind of like you're working with somebody who's on Wall Street and all of that, but you you're not in that position yet. So you're either a six-figure business, seven-figure business, but you're working with the top of the top. The CFO can go in and work you know, for you on your behalf. They're your representative in your company. And so even the business name wasn't selling that. So we had to kind of go through. So it's really about getting to know the person, injecting that story into their brand. So you know, when we talked about it, She comes from a family of entrepreneurs. So she's seen those months where we're really successful. And we all know about those months where we're struggling. (laughs) So we wanted to share those dynamics. We wanted it to be relatable enough, but also for it to be like, look, you need to aspire to work with somebody like her. And I love building brands that look like money. It's okay to price yourself out and build a brand that prices you out. That's a really easy way to find out who's your client and who's not your client. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Having those conversations
2: with clients who just want to argue with you about how you're not valuable is quite disheartening. (laughs)
0: Yep. <laughs> but, but what I realized experiencing some clients like that, and you guys have probably experienced this too. We so badly have a skill set that we want to be able to use to help our clients. Mm-hmm. We know that we have a solution that we can provide them with. But at the end of the day, sometimes it doesn't line up. They have a budget. And sometimes we're in a space where we need to generate income. So we go against our better judgment and we say, okay, all been there. It brings on so much stress. Not all money is good money. This is a lesson that I learned about three years ago, the first time that I tried to build the boutique. It was a bad financial space. There was a lot that I had to learn there. Um, So of course, you're like, okay, fine, I'll price it this way. But you don't have that threshold where you're making enough money, you're spending out a lot of money, and then these clients typically want to tell you how to do your job. Yes. And you <laughs> yes, like, but, but why did you hire me? Like, why don't you DIY this or go find Ooh. somebody who wants to take orders from you? I don't know if you guys are familiar with, um, a company called future. They have okay. something called yes. core. <laughs> hey. <laughs>
1: I get so hyped when people talk about, right? <laughs>
0: um, so I came across them a couple of years ago and that was like, amazing for me because it really set us up to do strategy first. So if in strategy, there's not a good synergy, we're not having fun, this wasn't enjoyable, there was a lot of pushback, then we're not moving on to build out together. Yeah. That makes total sense. We'll, We'll give you as much as we can, but it's so important when somebody's building out your brand that that energy is in alignment because we're in this together. I'm like a silent partner for you. So if there's pushback or push and pull, what ends up happening is that reflects in the work that we create and it's disjointed and the whole thing in the boutique is that we're supposed to create something cohesive for you from start to finish so that you're not going from a writer to a designer to a photographer and you have to try and be this visionary who doesn't even know what they want that's my job right interesting yeah Yeah. but yes I love all of our clients, but definitely one of the biggest things that we actually injected was using a personality assessment before we start as well. So if I know um, what your personality is, so Chris, before he passed on, he created an interpretation of a disc assessment called the four animals. So there's a D, which is a gorilla, very decisive, a flamingo, which is highly interactive. I'm a 99 D, 99 flamingo. (laughs) (laughs) Then you have your chameleon who's extremely loyal. Just how do we get the job done? What do we need to do? Very focused on process. And then your turtle that is like all about the details. So they're going to 21 question you. They want to know everything before they can see it. They can't visualize it. You have to show them. And then let them analyze so with that it's really easy for me to identify when i speak to somebody what their personality type is so then i can know this client is going to be somebody that we have to operate this way with our flamingos don't care as long as it's pretty you know our gorillas are like i just want to make money so like is this going to help me do it get it done great they're very decisive our chameleons are a little bit more i'm good until i have questions and then I'm good. And now I have a question. <laughs> so by using um, using DISC and using the four animals, it's really easy for me to kind of know how to work with those personalities. So it makes it a little bit easier. And for anybody who's building a business, just build out for your turtles, your processes, your systems, make them detailed so that everybody else is fine. Yep. You know, if you <laughs> cater to them, they're fine. So, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> That's so brilliant. It's actually so good because you... <laughs> we should do that. Yeah, we probably should. Yeah, because yeah.
1: Yeah, you can tell how you're going to speak and actually interact with your clients, which mm-hmm. for like uh, somebody that's come out and just doing creative, you're so excited to just work and you're not right. really comfortable talking to people about a lot of the actual business side of things.
0: Right. Okay, so let's talk about that.
1: <laughs> All right. <Yes. laughs> Absolutely. I,
0: I think that... Um, Over the years, so when you're first starting, if you're a startup as a creative, um, the biggest piece of advice that I can give you is literally trial and error. Don't strive for perfection. Strive to figure out what your style is and what you're comfortable with, especially the business side of things. You're great in the element of your craft. Keep honing that. That's fantastic. But when you look at the business side of it, you might need to pull in some people who can support you. Right. So you want to look, I'm sure in your guys' partnership, even you have strengths that he doesn't have and he has strengths that you don't have. <laughs> it's very real. Right? <laughs> but that's where you can, when you can be honest about it and you can stop trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. That's where you can go. Let me outsource this. Hey, uh, let me have this person do this. So my CFO, I'm like, all things money is you. You tell me, oh, we need to price because we need a better profit layer, we need to change this, I need to drop some expenses, I'll do whatever because the numbers are driving those decisions. When you're working with your clients, it's really important for you to establish that process and that system with them, which I haven't always had, so a lot of this comes from trial and error, but I learned what I like to do and what I don't like to do. So, you know, the business side for a startup is something that's just so important, like This isn't just about your skill. Your skill is maybe 30% of your business. Keep honing that craft. But that other 70%, you gotta get together. You know, you have to figure out how you work with your clients, what happens. We have a client who always goes against advisement.
2: Oh dear.
0: (laughs) It's been really fun. (laughs) Um, But my boyfriend is U.S. Air Force. So when I was talking to him about it, he says, we have something in the military where you get them to sign off. This is what we recommended. You went against advisement. Sign off on it. So when what you wanted doesn't work, you can't come back to us and say anything. Yes. Processes.
1: That's fantastic.
0: It's amazing.
1: You you give them all the accountability for... Ch- yeah Their choices. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly.
0: right and and the other thing too i think is positioning so when you build your website or when you have a meeting with somebody are you really showing up as the expert
2: mm-hmm. if you're
0: not showing up as the expert you kind of can't are are we friends in this are we partners in this or are you coming to me as the expert in this lane to use my skill set to help close the gap in your business so for creatives there's there's two things right We're so passionate about the work that we do. If you're building a design, for example, or you're doing a shoot or a video shoot for somebody, you have this creativity that's happening the way that you want to see it. And then you're like, okay, but they don't want to do this. They don't want to do this, or they want to see this. And maybe that doesn't fit into the creative vision. So it's a lot of push and pull to land on something that everybody's happy with. We have to remember that as a creative, it's also your work that you are gonna be able to wanna to put into your portfolio, it has to represent you, or you can't share that project, or you'll be like, just don't tell people I did this, <laughs> right? Um, but then the other side of that is finessing and knowing when to justify. So for example, we're working on a logo for one of our new clients right now, and she really wanted to see something as part of her icon. And we're trying to take her away from that literal icon, and into something that's a little bit more creative, right? I'm not yes. so direct, <laughs> I'm not so literal. And so I said to the designer, I said, I want you to justify your design in your response. And I want you to go 50%. Don't go all the way into this compass that she wants to see. Let's meet in the middle. But I want you to justify it first. Tell her why you designed it this way first. And then we can go there. And I got the feedback this morning. She's like, this is perfect. So a lot of times as creatives, we say, this is what the client wants. They're paying for something. Okay, we're just going to do what they want. But then we're not happy with the project. So if anything, creatives, own your space, own your lane, own your talent, own your voice in your style. And don't be afraid to justify it and become known for it. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Definitely experienced that kind of thing. So it's
2: good to hear. Yeah.
0: What are some of the challenges that you guys have faced as creatives?
2: Oh, okay. Well, I did have, I've had clients very similar to that, where they want to stand over my shoulder and watch me move every little thing, mm-hmm. like two inches to the left. Yeah. Can you try this? Can you try that? Yeah. Um, what else? Photography wise, having people who have had photographers that were already underpriced and assuming that I'm worth the same when I am certainly worth more.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Huge topic. So let's dive into that one.
1: (laughs) Let's just let you guide this. This is so good.
0: Fantastic. Good, good. As long as you guys are enjoying it. I love it. There's real problems that we face, right? And a lot of times we don't want to talk about the struggles that we've had in our businesses. Um, in the summer, Charmaine, who's one of your past guests, and myself and uh, my dream photographer, we actually hosted an event called Basic to Boss. And one of the topics was definitely about um, selling and pitching and pricing. And so I love this conversation because I'm not afraid to discuss money. When we were building out the boutique, the first time with my first team, we had like a 5K package. And people would say, this is great, that's a great price. But look at what they were getting. They were getting um, styling in there, shoot direction for their brand shoot. Um, I would connect with the photographer wherever they were and work on that. We would write their copy, we would do their design, their brand identity, all for 5K. That's a lot. Now, we had a lot to learn at that point in time. Did we do a great job? No being honest and being transparent. We had a lot to learn. I had a very talented team. I needed to learn a lot as a leader, but I was like, I just went from selling coaching packages at 1500 to selling 5K packages. I was happy. Now in the boutique, we have like strategies, 5K. And we're based in Miami. So we're US, in USD, Mm -hmm. right? Um, A build out starts at 10K. And goes up. And what we know is that at the end of the day, what that does is, sorry to people who don't have that budget, one of two things is going to happen. You're going to save up because you want to work with us. Yeah. You're going to figure out how to work with us. Or it's just not time yet. And that's mm-hmm. okay too. But find somebody in your budget who can produce the best possible work. The other thing is, you price is not a discussion. This is what the price is yes period so as a creative set your price from a few different um standpoints we all have an overhead we're in a beautiful space right now there's an overhead on this space there's equipment in this room right now that costs something there is your time please stop forgetting to pay yourself (laughs) 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 there's your time um oftentimes that's the hardest one for us to figure out what we're worth in our time um There's the overhead of your business as far as subscriptions, you know, whether you're using Photoshop or Acuity to book your your, um, appointments, whatever it is, get a spreadsheet, put in all the things that you know, okay? Then you have to create that buffer for what do you want to be paid on this project? How many hours actually goes into this? So for example, we're shooting the podcast today, but there was prep time that went into this, There's so there's that pre-production, the production, and then post-production that goes into editing in post. So a lot of times we'll just go, oh, the one hour that we sat together is what I'm gonna charge for. We're forgetting a lot. We're forgetting researching people, doing all that background work, set up. Okay, now we're here. And then hours of editing, sending it to the person to, to sign off on, putting it up. All of that needs to be charged for. Mm -hmm. So we need to make sure that we're putting that into our pricing. And then you want to have that profit layer. What does the business make? So you just got paid. Now what stays in your business and your company so that you can go on to do further things? And then we got paid taxes. We have to pay processing fees. All of that needs to be priced in. When you get really comfortable with yourself and your price point, again, it's just not a discussion. Yeah. Strategy is 5K. So you can break that into two payments. Would you like to get started? Yes or no, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. Oh, I'm not in a position to start. No problem. We're totally here when you're ready. In the meantime, here's some recommendations that I would make. Or, you know, let me point you over here to somebody else that I've worked with that might be more in your price point. I wish you all the best. I'm cheering for you. I can't wait to watch. That's it. But for what we deliver... I'm not, I'm not, like, there's no discussion here. There's no compromise. Mm -hmm. It's just not happening. I used to do that, but I was always on the short end of the stick.
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) So there's a lot that goes into pricing and getting comfortable. And I think this brings us back into that confidence conversation. You know, you have to be confident in what you're delivering. If you believe in the quality of the work that you're producing, and, and let me dive into this because this was really the topic, was Okay, Susie charges $150 for a two-hour photo shoot. Great. Great for Susie. That works for her. I have no idea if Susie has a rich husband and she's just trying to make some play money or if Susie just doesn't know what her worth is yet and she's getting started and she's doing it at a low end so that she can build her portfolio. But when they come to you, if you're pricing, like what's your pricing on a shoot, for example? Depends on the shoot. (laughs) Okay, so average. Average, um, probably 400 Perfect. So let's say within the next quarter, you boost up to 500 mm-hmm. right? That is the price. So you just have to be able to say, yeah, it's $500. Or yeah, it's $400. So this is the deliverables that you're going to get. This is what goes into it. Is this something that you would like to do? So when I'm pitching, it's very permission-based. I'm never going to tell you hey, so tell me about your project. Okay, why would you like a shoot? Great, what do you wanna accomplish? Okay, this falls into my $400 package. Do you wanna know more about what that looks like? Yes, awesome. Okay, here's what you're gonna get for this $400. They go, well, I've worked with somebody else who you know, did this for 200. I would say, great, so I'm just curious. What make you, made you decide to reach out to me versus reaching out to them again? There was probably something you didn't like,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: right? They probably didn't have that attention to detail. They probably didn't edit it correctly. They probably weren't able to pose you. This is huge in photography. I love photographers, but at the end of the day, if you can't pose and give direction, Mm -hmm. and if you don't know how to shoot when there's not natural light around, (laughs) yep. and for those skill sets, you're going to pay more. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's somebody who's new and they're learning and they're getting comfortable, of course, you're going to be able to work with somebody who's not charging as much. And it depends on their business model. So, again, that is not a client thing. That's a us thing that we have to just own and be OK with saying this is what it is mm-hmm. and not fearing if somebody walks away. That's the hardest. But, you know, you're in a good position when people start going, I can't afford to work with you yet. And you go, okay, no problem. Awesome. I really enjoyed this today. I hope you got a lot out of it. And I can't wait to keep watching.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it gives me anxiety. What did you say? gives me anxiety. Why? What about that gives you anxiety? Just because I've had many of those conversations. And because uh, saying no to clients is very difficult, even though I've started, mm-hmm. I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's hard to turn work away.
1: When you're in a position where you're not always getting a lot of work, it can yeah. be very hard to turn turn away these opportunities, right? And so, yeah yeah.
0: so in those cases, let's say you're like, "Hey, I need an income generator." Mm. Then what you do is you say something like, "Hey, I'm doing um, you create a promo." Okay, maybe for example, we do $5,000 strategy with my team, but for a brand audit, it's $500. So if I need a cash injection in my business, then I'm going to say, hey guys, we're running a promo this weekend for $500 brand audits. Get in, get them done. For photography or videography or design, what you can do is you can put on a promo in that way where you're still saying... Hey, maybe we're gonna do a thirty minute shoot. you bring all your props, there's no creative direction. you have the space, whatever, and you need to stack them where mm-hmm. you're doing maybe six in a day or ten in a day and so that five hundred dollar shoot that you just turned down turned into possibly a like two thousand dollar day
1: it's It's real when you can think about it like you know just as a photographer even. Mm-hmm. schedule a bunch of headshots for yeah. for companies that exactly. need them, right
0: exactly and you just have to have those little things in your tool belt and it, depending on how long you've been in business in your first couple years you're not going to see the trends and the waves of your time but pay attention to them pay attention to december is typically low for us so next year i know i need a cash injection in december stop being reactive that was one of my biggest problems was being very reactive like it's Valentine's Day in 14 days. <laughs> I should have probably done something. It's too late. <laughs> you have to yeah. think of these things ahead. So if you can pay attention to the patterns of your business, then you can put in some of those pockets, right? Where yeah. you're like, okay, I know that money is typically low here. This is what I can do to, to have some funds coming in. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. It does. Yeah. It makes too much sense. They're just <laughs> like, no.
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Why?
1: <laughs> but I think it's true. Like um, when you are firm in your prices, and that's something I'm starting to really do this yeah. year is like, this is how much this is. Mm-hmm. How do you manage things like, so this is a specific example. I said that this is my price It's $400 mm-hmm. for this. And because they're asking, can I, can I get you in for this much work? And mm-hmm. I, and they said, no, I don't have the budget for that. I have mm-hmm. this much. Mm-hmm. How would you handle that in the scenario where you would?
0: Okay, so there's an iron triangle. Okay, so if you imagine your triangle on this side, you have your scope, you have your time, and you have your budget, which I'm sure we've all seen. So that's fine. If your budget is this, this is the only kind of scope of work I can do, and this is the timeline that it's going to take me. So it's always able to be adjusted, but they always have to be in alignment. Mm -hmm. So that's fine, but I'm not doing all this work for this little bit of money because this is all you have to pay me. So for this, this is what I can do.
1: I think it's huge, right? When you can realize you don't have to meet them at their deliverables. No. It's one thing I noticed is, uh, one thing we say as a, as I'm a software developer as well is mm. it, you can do things fast, yep. well, yep. or cheap, yep. and you have to pick two of the three.
0: Absolutely absolutely and that, that
1: applies to creatives
0: uh, yeah and and also again so those creatives that are on the lower end of the you know pricing scale they're probably producing some really really good work you can find some gems in that budget it's just going to take you a lot of trial and error to find them and again just being confident in what you're saying so you can say great so let's lay this out you want these 10 things and you have $200 to do them. So out of these 10 things, what are the top priorities that you have? Oh, this and this. Okay, great. So for $200, I can probably get your first priority done. Would you like to move forward on that? No? Okay, no problem. But I gave you an option.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Because we we can't, there's always going to be a laundry list of things that people want. Yes. And then we have scope creep. So as you produce something, then they're going to say, what about this? And what about this? And you're like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. (laughs) And it it puts you in a hard position. So when you can really sit down and list out the um, priorities, and my designer did this with me when we first started working together. I'm that person who is like, I want everything in the world. Um, And I was like, when we were first starting, I'm like, this is the price point that I kind of want to stay in. So we built it into phases. So we were like, okay, so phase one, we're going to do X, Y, Z. She sent me the invoice. I paid the invoice. When that was done, phase two, are we ready to go? Yes, we pay it. We get to work. So that's another great way. There's always ways to work around it. You just have to, again, have some of those things in your tool belt and be confident and firm in your position. This is, yeah, we only do work for, you know, things that we've been paid for. The only time that you're going to not be paid for something, of course, is if you're doing a service swap that is mutually beneficial, right? So, for example, if I was like, I need video, and you were like, I need some creative direction, we could do a service swap that feels like it's in the same value, right? It might not be the same hours, Or you might go, hey, let's trade 10 hours for 10 hours of work. There's always ways to figure Mm -hmm. it out, but always mutually beneficial. You don't want to feel like you're on the short end of the stick. And you also don't want to be in a position where you feel like you're doing too much and not receiving something. And I'd say don't do a lot of those. Maybe pick one a quarter max Mm -hmm. um, that you do that's very focused on advancing your business and your goals as well.
1: Yeah, it's a good way to not end up hating the thing that you really st- loved in the first exactly. place, right? That you started a business around. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, mm-hmm. have you read the book by Marty Neumeier, The Brand Gap?
0: No. So I will be honest with you guys. I actually tried to phase out noise. So I don't really like read a lot. I try to not listen to a lot of podcasts or anything like that. I want whatever I feel about something to be like my thoughts.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's cool because then <laughs> you have to kind of experience things first before you come into it with right. a good strong opinion. Yes. right?
0: Yeah. And my my experiences are all like lived experiences. So whenever I'm talking about something, it's literally something I went through that I'm. Referencing. So
2: mm-hmm. it's just stronger perspective. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, reading is great, and I probably should do a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> bit. Um, it's a very powerful tool. But I felt like while I'm building the boutique, I really needed to phase things out so that there wasn't that influence mm-hmm. in what I was producing.
2: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you read before and then find that it nope. was noise? And
0: okay, <laughs> I, I would. I found that when in my first time when I was the first round of building the boutique, I was watching like a lot of videos and a lot of YouTube and like right. a lot of online articles. And I, I felt like I wasn't good enough because I was referencing certain imposter things. syndrome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, this is what they're saying you should do. And that was great, but that wasn't always working for me. So then it was where I was able to Just say, okay, I'm gonna shut these things out. I'm gonna stop following certain things. I'm gonna like unsubscribe, and just let's build the experience, that brand experience that I want to deliver my clients because it's unlike any, anything that I've Mm -hmm. seen.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that because you, you're you're not stuck in the reading mode anymore, and you're actually going out there and testing things that you've learned and just identifying again back to the authenticity. Yes, you're being you're able to figure out this is what works for me, not mm-hmm. what, you know, I've read that right what worked for other people.
0: Right. Or even looking at other brands and saying this is the way that they're doing it. Right. Like we're a full service agency. So you go from being, you know, a solo designer who maybe has a relationship with a copywriter who's selling at like five K to a mid size branding agency. And a lot of what we're trying to mimic is what the big boys do on but as a solopreneur, right, (laughs) who has an external team. And for me, it's really about that experience. How do you feel? This is a transformation. This isn't just about some pretty colors and a website. This is transforming you as a woman, because we predominantly work with female business owners, but transforming you through this process. And every bit of this, we, we go through tears, we go through frustration, we go through being upset, and it's all to get you to that place where you're like, wow, I never thought that I would be here. But let's hear this quote. <laughs> 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 Se- you can just, yeah. <laughs> just keep going. It can going.
2: Okay. Living brands are not stylistic veneer, but a pattern of behavior that grows out of character.
0: Absolutely. Like how perfect was that? After, after this. So what really stood out for me there is the pattern of behavior. Yes. Your brand is a living entity mm-hmm. and it's breathing and it has life and people need to connect with that. So for me, what I really liked about that quote out of everything, I don't know that I remember everything that was said, but what really stood out is that pattern of behavior. It's repetition and consistency that you're delivering through the visual aspect of your art, Through um, the experience when you're talking to people, a lot of people say, Shayna, like, I see you on video and you're big and bubbly. I see your writing and it's very motivational and I meet you in person. And it's like this contagious, infectious energy about you. That's the brand's DNA. And it has to be there. And that's built up from being, again, authentic. (laughs) Our (laughs) word of the day. Um, But also, yeah, having those patterns of behavior throughout the brand. Mm -hmm. Actually, a good question. Um, When you're working with
2: people who are trying to develop their brand Mm -hmm. and they have personal preferences that may not be in line with the
0: authenticity of their company, Mm -hmm. how do you deal with that discrepancy? Yeah, so in strategy, something that we produce for our clients is called a brand essence. And so we do a lot of that work pre-design because a lot of times we need to challenge you on what your beliefs are. You might think that you know what they are, but which ones do you really want to bring into your brand? And so then if they're not in alignment, we do that work there to figure out like, so is this a you thing or is this a brand thing? Um, <laughs> so, for example, one of our core values in our brand is like transparency. So if something's not working, I'm not going to sit behind the computer and try and be like, ah, panic, whatever. I'm going to call up my client and say, I want to be honest with you about something that's not working right now. This is kind of what we're running into. What are you feeling? Like, what are your thoughts? Or, hey, you know what? I know that I said we were going to do this, but I want to kind of shift. And this is why I want to shift. And my clients really appreciate that honesty and that transparency because we're, we're always having to pivot, right? So I think the alignment piece comes from knowing yourself. And when you're building, there's a personal brand and then there's a business brand. Mm-hmm. They don't always have to talk. But you have to be clear on what they're saying.
2: Right. Yeah. Okay. This is coming from doing branding stuff okay. for clients. They may not necessarily have an idea specifically of their what their brand is or how to describe it yeah. even. So much as just this is what it does. Right.
0: <laughs> um, I think this is where it's definitely one of my strong suits. I'm very intuitive. And I don't need you to say much. Um, that's where... I really want our clients to be able to trust me with the vision. So we don't operate from like, where do you see your business in five years? We'll do that, but we do that in phase two of our process. What we do in the beginning is show me what you see. So that can be through Pinterest. If you don't have words that can be through like, who are some of your icons out there. So even for style, I love Marjorie Harvey, for example. You know, she is, that's Steve Harvey's wife. She's a boss. Like she's so stylish. She's always on point. Um, but she kind of has this controversial story, right? Was she a mistress? Was she not a mistress? We don't know. <laughs> um, but what I love about her is that she has the Lady Loves Couture, which is her business. She's always on point, but she'll show you how to do that on a budget as well. So visual is is really the way to go. Yes. Um, Starting a Pinterest board with your clients is such a great thing to do. And a lot of times what we do is I start it first. So I go, hey, this was your brand questionnaire. This is what I got from what you filled out in the questionnaire. Then I put together what I'm seeing and then I show it to them. And then it's a really easy collaborative tool to be able to say, like, let's unpin the things that aren't reflecting this. And if there's some things that you feel that I've missed out, I want you to take some time to go and source that and pin it and then let's see where that lands. But again, are we talking about where you are right now? Are we talking about where you're going? Um, The boutique, the new website that we're gonna be launching for February, woohoo, is like representative of my 30s. I don't wanna touch this besides shifting some content and some pictures, for my 30s so I built a brand that was really timeless and sleek and chic and effortless so we have clients who are like let's build something that's really fun but is that timeless or is that trendy? Or is it you? Or is it your clients? Like there's critical questions that you have to ask in the process. But if they don't know how to articulate it, that's where I think as a designer or as the creative, you really have to be able to know how to interpret and decipher what people are saying. Read between the lines. One of the biggest things that's going to serve you is discovery. Ask a lot of questions. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to Show them something and see what reaction they have to it. Don't be afraid to go outside the box and say, this is what I'm seeing. Let me show you. And they go, oh, no, that's not it. That's great. Knowing what you don't want is just as valuable as knowing what you do want. Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. I love Pinterest. It's so, oh.
0: so useful. <laughs> Pinterest is, is God. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes you can't always find representation right, of, um, you know, as people of color in, in the room, right now you can't always find yourself, you can't always find what you wanna show, and so sometimes that can be hard to depict, but you can get a really good essence of what you want, and it's great to be able to go back to like a year from now and say, hmm, this was interesting, I pinned this a year ago, and I feel like I could pull it in now, or I wasn't ready for that, right? Every year you're going to evolve as a CEO and you're going to evolve as a human being. And so some of the things that you weren't ready for 12 months ago, you might be like, I'm ready to own that now. Let's inject it and make sure that it's still in, in alignment with where you're going.
1: I think that makes a lot of sense yeah. considering, yeah, like now I'm starting to really see things that I was very fearful of. Like, again, mm-hmm. like the business side of actually entrepreneurship. Yes. Now that I'm like, I have to kind of really own it if I want this to be something of a long-term thing.
0: Yeah. I've, my three T's are time, tweak, tenacity. And you have to give this time. It, it doesn't happen overnight. I've been in this for six years, but I made a lot of different pivots in those six years. So in the boutique space for like 2019 was year zero. That's what we called it. It was our planning year. So we're technically in year one of the boutique. And um, so giving it that time and being willing to tweak in year zero served me so well. Kate, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's do this. I didn't like this. Okay, I don't like that. Okay, I loved this. This was great. And that tenacity piece. This is a biggie. We all have days where we're going to hang our head. We're all going to have days where we feel like we need to throw in the towel. We need to give up. We weren't meant for this. Maybe I'm not good enough. That negative self-talk is a real thing. It comes in. I don't care how confident of a person you are. It shows up. Hang in there all of the hills and the mountains that you need to climb are really there to help like strengthen that muscle you know it's preparing you for the things that you said that you want it's it's helping you to mold who you're becoming for the situations you're going to have to deal with oh boy the things i was dealing with as a life coach i wish i had those problems <laughs> <laughs> that was easy <laughs> It was a cakewalk, but when you're going through it, it hurts, and you feel like you've done something wrong, and you feel like you know it's not serving you. The struggles that I'm I dealt with in 2019, some of them really knocked me on my butt, but it came out on the other side, and it really stepped me into the CEO journey. That's that's one of my signature talks that um, I just recently built, and it's really talking about. Like, you want to be the CEO, and you want to be well-revered. And to be a CEO means that you're stepping outside of the day-to-day of your business, and it's scalable, and it's running yourself it, itself. So if that's where you want to be, you have to start building your business like that from day one, with that in mind. And that requires, like, some edge. Like, I'm not always going to be in the day-to-day. I'm going to be on a beach somewhere. I'm going to be on vacation. <laughs> They've got it. I'm signing off on things. So as creative director... I don't want to be in the day-to-day, I want to be, you know, I'm so blessed, I just hired a new project manager, um, slash VA, and I had the call with her, and I said, look, I want to talk to you about the three major pain points I'm having in my business right now. This is what they are, and she goes, I can handle that, and I said, great, I don't have to handle it anymore. As you continue along your journey, you figure out the things that you're really good at. So my advice as a startup, or even somebody who's been in this for a couple of years, is don't be afraid to say the things that you're not good at, or the things that you don't enjoy doing. Get rid of those, outsource them. They have to be done. But let somebody else who loves doing those things, let them do them. And then you'll find that you're having more fun, and then you can really get paid for the things that you enjoy doing. Versus feeling like you're wearing 20 million hats and getting right. paid five cents for each one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of sense. <laughs> I love that.
2: <laughs> um, actually, I don't have that many more questions other than just do you have advice for people who are starting?
0: <sighs> okay, so my biggest piece of advice is um, remember to have fun. See, I I told
1: you fun's good.
0: Yeah, (laughs) our number one brand core value is fun. Um, If I'm not having fun, I don't want to do it. If I don't enjoy working with you, I don't want to do it. So this is in relation to, um, you have to think about your business on three different levels. You as the business owner, the CEO, are you having fun? Are you enjoying your day-to-day? What parts of your day is stressing you out? You know, Is it when your client sends an email and they're like, well, what about this? And you're like, (laughs) <laughs> what about not that <laughs> um you know right like, dilly i never got your email <laughs> just joking i don't do that <laughs> um you know it is it enjoyable when you're doing consultations like i love consultations so are those the things that are injecting energy into your business and helping you be successful think about your clients what Is their experience like, that is a constant thing. You guys, I have to talk about this. Your brand's (laughs) reputation is so important and that comes from your brand experience. You're not going to get it right for a while. It's going to take time Um, because it's this beautiful dance between what you like and what they need, what you like, what they need. Do they feel taken care of? I was laughing this past weekend. My um, copywriter, she actually did her brand shoot in Miami. And um, she's like, I wrote the copy for this experience. And she's like, but after going through it with you, she's like, you took care of every single thing. Like, I didn't have to worry about anything. She didn't drive. She didn't swipe her card for anything. Like, nothing. We take care of it all from start to finish. And so I want you to feel like, this like celebrity when you're in our presence and that has to be injected from price point from experience now thank god we have a new person coming in to help us and really in the details of the process and the system so it's seamless but I had to be honest that was an area where we were failing and where I was dropping the ball so that's not my strong suit I'm not a turtle I needed a turtle to come in and help us fix that gap so yeah, have fun. And then the third one is if you have a team, even if that's just you and one other person, you have a team. Is that synergy there? Are you guys having fun together? I just did a team meeting last week and I said, okay, guys, I'm going like, to ask you, what are you not enjoying right now? As the business owner, that could be a scary thing to ask. (laughs) Like, say it's all great, but I know it's not all great because we're still growing, we're still gelling as a team. So, you know, they didn't have a lot of feedback. Their their feedback was actually in alignment with each other. And then I was honest and transparent. These are some things that I'm not enjoying. These are some things I'm finding difficult. And they were like, okay, we weren't going to say anything. I'm like, exactly. (laughs) I could feel it, so really have a pulse on your people, on your on your clients and on your team and yourself. Like if you're drained and you're, if you're not feeling good and if you start hating the work that you're doing, these are all red flags. Don't be afraid to kind of step back and analyze and be honest and then figure out what are you gonna do. Don't sit in that pain, just sit there for a second. Be critical and then have an action plan. And that action plan can be really simple. I'm going to outsource or I'm going to figure it out. Either way, you have to do something about it. But number one core value is have fun. Like, I'm, I'm going to end on this note unless we want to talk on something else. But my mentor, who, who I've talked about previously today, he was only 10 years older than me. He was 40 years old and in the best year of his business. He had been doing this for 17 years um, and had transitioned to working for himself, and um, he just didn't wake up. We had so many plans, it was going to be a great year, I was partnering with him on so many things, we had so many things in the works, and he just didn't get up. We can't plan for that. You don't know when your time is coming. You know, we know that there's a high profile death that just happened. Um, And same thing, but at the end of the day, people can say, I woke up every single day and I gave my all to what I was doing. And I used to play sports and the only analogy that I have with this is leave everything on the court every single time. So today, wake up, do the absolute best that you can with your day, do the best for your clients, do the best for yourself as a business owner, for your team, to impact the world go to bed knowing that you gave it everything. If you feel like you're not giving it everything, then you have to check yourself. But, you know, leave it on the court, like go out with a bang. And that's one thing that I can say about Chris and his in his memory is he he was a beast went hard all the time and gave his best. So I'm checking all of you in the camera. Are you giving your best and are you giving it your all? <laughs> That's so good. Well, thank you so much for speaking. Thank you. This is
2: incredibly valuable. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. I
0: thoroughly enjoyed this. This was fantastic. I can't wait to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Chat again. Yeah, um, definitely. Just to
1: kind of wrap up, um, how can we find you and support your work as you? Absolutely.
0: Your brand. So, um, I have my business brand, which is the branding boutique. Um, and then we will be launching the Shayna Robinson brand um, in a little bit. But the easiest way to get a hold of me right now is um, through Instagram. So, you can go to shaynarobinson.ca um, on IG, send me a, me a message, and we can set up a call. I would love to chat, learn more about you, what your business does, what struggles you're having in your business as you can see I don't strictly live in the branding realm we're talking life we're talking business and everything in between um so sometimes it just benefits from just having a chat but that's the easiest way and depending on when this is airing <laughs> um you can go to the branding boutique, um, which is our website and you'll be able to uh, get a hold of us there as well and see all the goodies that we have in store that's so awesome. It is so awesome. I'm a little bit mind blown by all the value. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think
2: that's it. Yeah.
1: Thanks again for listening to the episode. Consider giving us a rating on iTunes and subscribing or following the podcast. If you found this valuable to your creative pursuits, share this episode with your friends and send us a message on Instagram at Two M Creative Labs. We want to hear from you and how this episode helped you. And we will see you in the next one.